So here's what I want to do to start this episode off. I want to tell a couple of stories to illustrate, speaking of parables, um, where we really want to get into. And these are two personal stories for me. So the first one is one that I've told several times from the pulpit. And uh, I was in a church. We were, uh, Dwayne, you were probably somewhere close in the vicinity when this took place. After church, we're having an eating meeting. So Church service is over. They're setting up the tables, right, for, for a fried chicken and the uh, banana, banana pudding and the chicken spaghetti. And uh, all yeah, of a sudden, off, over my, my left shoulder, I hear the migration of the wildebeest. <laughs> so here comes a, 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 just a, a, you know, a passel of little kids, and they're coming. You can hear them coming. They're doom, 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 just, just feet are just boom, 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 on the floor. And, and I, knew, I knew what my son was going to be in the pack. Well, all these kids start running by, and he's the last one. And so he runs by, and I said, hey. And, of course, he knew my voice. He turned around. I said, get over here. And he walked over. Yes, sir. I said, look, don't run through here. You're going to knock over a a little old lady. You're going to break something. You're going to hurt yourself. Don't run through here. Yes, sir. All right. What did he do? Turn around and ran away. (laughs) So, you know, I've told that story because it illustrates the difference between hearing and listening. Mm -hmm. He heard my voice. He stopped. He returned to where I was. He responded with a correct response. Yes, sir. He listened and responded again at the right moment when I gave him instruction. Yes, sir. He did not listen to anything that I said because immediately he turned around and ran away. (laughs) So here's the second story I'll tell on myself. I remember... Uh, listening to a preacher, teacher on uh, television or internet, something. It wasn't in person. And uh, they, were, they were teaching on the concept. I remember this very vividly of the sin nature. I think I've shared this with, with you guys. And when I listened to that particular sermon, boy, the light, the Holy Spirit light went on in me. And, and in, the, in the sermon, he's, he's preaching and teaching about sin nature. And I'm thinking, I've never heard anything like this before. And, and I was recognizing David in this sermon, and I was seeing that, oh, I'm saved. I have no doubt about that. But my problem, and the reason I'm not progressing, is because of this sin nature issue that he's telling me about that the Word makes clear, and I've never seen this before, and I got so excited about it that I went to tell my dad all about it. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to inform him about new stuff. That's how I felt. And so I'm just like... I'm throwing up all this information that I've just been getting, you know, and my, and my dad's going. And I got done and I was like, I was waiting for the big response. And here's the response I got. I've been preaching that for years. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he, I wasn't expecting that. So I stopped and I thought, I thought back on some things and I thought, well, yeah, you have. <laughs> Why have I never heard this before? Well, the answer is. I had sat there and very politely and respectfully listened to the the sermons and the teachings that he had offered, but the Holy Spirit had never opened the ears of my spirit to receive that, and the the real word is, it's a rhema word, it is revelation. It's when the Bible knowledge or the teaching goes from being words coming from a gifted man by the Holy Spirit into my heart and my mind, and then the Holy Spirit turning that into life. 
flipping the switches, right, inside my heart. So we've all experienced that and the difference, like we were saying, between hearing something and actually listening to it. So we are going to go a little bit further now into the passage in Mark chapter 4 where Jesus will deal with what, what is known as the parable of the four souls. And we're actually going to read the parable that he tells, but we're not going to start talking about it tonight because what's, what God's got on us to share with you is really what I tried to illustrate with those two stories. The difference between hearing something and receiving it by listening with ears of the Spirit, and really what we're we talking about. How do we receive the Word and it become revelation to us? And then what is it the type of person that doesn't have the ability to even do that. Jesus really outlines that in some verses right here <clears throat> in the beginning of Mark chapter 4. So we're going to start in verse 3, and let's read on through verse 8. And, uh, and, and whoever reads, let's let, let's let Heston read. Not Wes. Not Wes, uh, because we've got a lot of verses to cover. Uh, we'll let Wes do verse 9 here in a little bit. But Heston, Heston, I want you to uh, read from verse 3 to verse 8, and I really want you to emphasize the first word of verse 3 when you read it. And you better have the right translation, or it's just not going to fall flat. Some Charles, right, here we Charles go. Stanley in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or some Adrian Rogers. Listen. What did he say? Hearken. No. <laughs> Listen. Listen, Jesus it said. It actually has an exclamation point. Yes, it does. Yeah, right. Go for it. Listen. It says, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Amen. I'm really ready to just get into all that and start talking about it. But uh, we're going to really do that next time around. This is a four-hour podcast. <laughs> just about. <laughs> this is a series on these few verses. But, hey, he starts this out. Don't you know when Jesus gave the command, listen, there's something that needs to be, there's some good stuff coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this was really written in the form of a command. Like somebody said, there's an exclamation point. In, 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 the, new, in the King James, yours says, hearken. Does it have an exclamation point right no. there? Hearken okay. is an exclamation point. Hearken huh? is, Harkin an, is an exclamation point within <laughs> itself, right? <laughs> hey, he's really calling them to attention. What I'm about to say has eternal significance and value. And it, it really does. In fact, later on, he's even going to say to the disciples, if you don't get this parable, you ain't going to get any of the parables that I'm going to share with you in, in the days to come. So he's bringing them to attention. He's placing a, a premium on what I'm about to give you. So if you have ears, listen to what I'm about to don't just Don't just hear me. Listen to me. All right, Wes, I know you're just dying to do it. Give us <laughs> verse 9. Before I give you verse Oh, okay, all right, all right. What I found was, behold, was not just another command of listen, yeah. but to see. Mm -hmm. And to not just to, yeah, it's just Roger's microphone. <laughs> so, <laughs> hearken was to hear authoritatively, but behold was to look with an exclamation yeah. point. Okay. Look with your spiritual eyes. Look, look more than just at what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and people say, well, how can I see what you're saying? It's words. We got to listen. Ooh. Well, you've got to see beyond our physical eyes. So, okay, can I give you a poem? King James Version number nine. Can I give you a poem before you go? Sure. He's fixing to so, read one. one of my favorite poems is, is this uh, Life's Dim Windows of the Soul, talking about seeing with spiritual eyes. Life's dim windows of the soul distort the heavens from pole to pole and will cause us to believe a lie if we see with and not through the eye. So the poet's saying, if you're looking, if all you see is what you can see, then you ain't seeing all there is to be seen. We got to be able to see with eyes of the spirit. We got to be able to behold with the eyes of the spirit. Because the orator you also speak of that gave the 23rd Psalm, Mm -hmm. he could see what he needed to say. But the old man that got up and spoke could see the shepherd. Yeah. It was a big difference. Mm-hmm. All right, big so difference. we're going to not only hearken, but we're going to behold. All right, verse 9, Jesus says this. If you've got ears, hear. Let <laughs> hear what it says. <laughs> it is what That's it all says. yours says. Let he that hath ears. <laughs> I was translating to try to be more like Hear it. <laughs> Mine don't say that. And he said version. unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Okay, let me make an obvious statement. Now, Roger, this is going to help you. Okay. When Jesus says, if he who has ears to hear, let him hear, here's what he's implying. There are people that have ears, and there are people that don't. Mm-hmm. That's pretty deep, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, and he's obviously not talking about, I'm assuming that everybody in the crowd, unless there was somebody that had some trauma, had physical ears, and were physically hearing the words that were, hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth, they're hearing the words coming out of his mouth. So that's not what he's talking about, because he's referring to some people that don't have ears to hear what he's talking about. Obviously, it's spiritual, as we're implying, and as he is implying. There are those that are there that day, probably about a one out of four that are <laughs> that have spiritual ears to hear and they and because of that here's what we're going to get into they have the opportunity to understand on a spiritual level while there are others maybe three out of four and just in statistically uh, that don't have these spiritual ears, so no matter how hard they try or no matter what they think they're not going to understand what Jesus is explaining or teaching to them. In other words, there's different groups within this large group that he's talking to. Right. Okay. And I think the, the following verses are going to explain that. You're ready to say something. Come on. Yeah, because I, I, I can just, you're tapping, that, that thing started tapping. I knew it was time well, for man, you to talk. I was trying to decide if I was going to say it or not. <clears throat> Come on. Uh, to me, like I said, uh, something I saw that kind of reminded me of this verse was one time I got asked to preach and uh, I studied. I had, I had lots of time to prepare for the sermon. When I got up, I, I prayed and Man, I can just really feel the Holy Spirit speaking through me, and I don't ever like to, like, people ask, how'd it go? I don't like to say anything, because it's like, I don't want to take any credit, you know, but I was glad I was there. Yeah. And so, anyway, I, I got done, I really feel like the Holy Spirit, you know, ministered through me, and so I get done, and, and people are leaving, and this man walks up that was that was there the whole time, shakes my hand and says, that was a blank of a job, like an expletive <laughs> word, and I was like, this is at church? At church, I just <laughs> finished. Like, he was in the second row. Oh, yeah. And he walks up, and that was a blank of a job. And I was like, do I need to do it again? <laughs> right. you know? No ears to hear, yeah, right? Is that what you're getting at? Wow. Yeah, I can't guarantee that, but I was just thinking, wow. Wow, yeah. 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 So, you, you think you heard something, but, brother, yeah, you are. Let me even go back to the repentance thing, Dwayne, a little bit. <laughs> hey, here's, a one, here's one thing that, that is interesting to me. Verse 10. Look at verse 10. 
So he addresses the big crowd, and he concludes by saying, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. Then verse 10, but when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parable. So you ever love the Lord with all your heart and have no, no, no doubt that you're saved, and at the end of a sermon, you're like, I just don't think I was following that. <laughs> so even these, these disciples, when it was Jesus teaching, get along with him, and they're like, uh... Yeah, <laughs> could you could you help us a little bit? We're we're not exactly sure what 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 you were talking about. So now here's what I want to point I want to make. They are of the group that had ears to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus is about to make that clear, but they didn't get the revelation in that moment. But that was meant to be. Yes. But the cool thing is they asked. What does that tell you about them? Well, that they were seeking. Yes. They were wanting it. They were seeking it. They were desiring it. Absolutely. And Jesus wanted to teach them, I think, in these next couple verses, how it is that understanding comes and spiritual understanding. How do you get the revelation? This is going to be important for these guys because they're not only going to have to try to learn how to take in the teaching, but in a few years, they're going to be the ones that are giving it. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be looking at the crowd one day like I have many a times behind the pulpit, and I've told people this a bunch of times, I ain't never preached a sermon that there weren't people going to sleep. (laughs) But I get to a place of understanding that I'm okay with that. Not that I want you to go to sleep, but my job is not to make you get it. Because there's a lot of people in every (laughs) congregation that that you preach in front of or you, whatever, whoever it is, even if it's Jesus Christ that's delivering the word. There's different soils and different hearts in every crowd and, receiving. And then there's a person who says, that you swear they're not listening to a word you said. <laughs> right. Come back up there. A lot of times that's the teenager. <laughs> that teenager, you're thinking, boy, I could just snap his head off. And then he comes around and asks you a question. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Can't even You were listening, right? <laughs> yeah. That makes me think of that, uh, that quote we saw about the, uh, where I sent to everybody. We was talking about it. It's not our job. Let me look at it. From Vance Havner. Yeah, it said, It is not our business to make the message acceptable, to, but to make it available. We are not to see that they like it, but that they get it, as far as in a way of understanding. Yeah. And we, we deliver the message the Lord gives us, and those who have ears to hear, we'll hear. Mm-hmm. I've heard those a few messages know. I didn't like. Not because they weren't good messages, but it's because they, boy, they, they wear you out. Yeah. Yeah. Look at verse 11. Boy, I love studying this verse right here. It, 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 I, I received revelation. The light bulb came on whenever I got into what Jesus was telling these guys. So the, the disciples just asked him to explain. Explain the parable. We didn't get it. We don't understand. Jesus says in verse 11, Then he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Well, let's, let's stop and, and, and chew on this for a minute. First things first. When he said, to you it has been given, the Greek here it is written in the present tense. It is an act that has already taken place, and then every moment after that act took place, it's presently active. In other words, it was com- the, this, whatever this mystery of the kingdom is, we'll talk about in a second. Jesus said, it was given to you already, You've got it. You're always going to have it. You have been given and still have at this moment the mystery of the kingdom. We'll talk about what that is in a moment, what that's talking about. But here's the point that I want to make. Once you have the ears to hear, and let me just cut through the, through the 
the, the words here. Once you're saved and you've got the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. indwelling in you, you've got now spiritual ears to hear. Amen. And you have been given what Jesus just called the mystery of the kingdom. It has been given to you. He said, I didn't even know I had it. Never been told that that way. I understand. But if we understood everything we got when we got the Holy Spirit on day one, our head would just blow off with all that information. We'd die for sure. Yeah, this has to unfold a little bit at a time, right? And that's really what he's getting at. We're not given a little bit of the Holy Spirit. We're given all of him. Sure. But it's through, like what you're saying, it is through the, the seeking that the revealing comes. Like he's telling them, I've given you this mystery, but now I'm going to reveal it to those who want it. Yeah, yeah. So they've been given the gift. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is the gift. Yeah. He is the gift of grace. Uh, and now it's going to unfold or become a little more clear here, or you're going to get it, and the light bulb is going to come on, come on over here, over there, a little bit as you walk this walk. Uh, the unfolding of that mystery will take place. So let's talk about what does the mystery of the kingdom of God even mean? Anybody want to take off on that? To me, it's the, the idea of the mystery. To me, it's just a, it's the picture of Jesus, um, the whole story of Jesus from eternity before creation, um, through creation, through the Old Testament, Jesus in the flesh, on the earth, um, crucified, mm-hmm. buried, resurrected. It's just ascending, send the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's coming back. We have future, if you will, eternity. It's, it's the whole picture of yep. the mystery of the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. It's Jesus. Exactly. Jesus. It's it's who he is. God with God. Us. How much sense does it make that a God would want to leave his throne and don the robe Sounds like a song, man. of an earthly man yeah. <laughs> and feel the that. pain, <laughs> you know, the pain of the flesh and bone? I'm trying. I'm not really trying to sing this song right now. This is just what's coming out of my it's mouth. Awesome, yeah. How much sense does that make? Yeah. How logical is that? I never could quite understand it. Makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Makes no sense whatsoever that a man, that a God would want to become a man, and that man would want to die. What's yeah. God doing on a cross? Right. Yes. I mean, that's a question. It's like, well, to a, to a, somebody that doesn't have uh, that's the mystery spiritual understanding that doesn't make any sense uh, and it, the fact is a mystery wasn't a secret either right because they were looking for Messiah. they knew something was coming yeah. because it was a mystery yeah. right and so he's saying these things are being given to you but they yeah. thought they were being delivered from well, something they, else so let, right. from Rome the oppression <clears throat> all yeah, this other seat of power right. and the ones that thought that had not understood the mystery yeah the kingdom of God you know Todd, Todd preached on it one probably several times but you know it's 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 god living inside of us it, you know we are that we are that kingdom we are mm-hmm. we are that we have we have direct access to the king we have we have everything that we need to be the, yeah. the, the, the spiritual kingdom is at hand and obviously not the physical the kingdom but the spiritual kingdom it lives inside of us it breathes in us it goes forth mm-hmm. throughout the world and we're we and, and have access to everything in the kingdom so you know what? When Jesus said the kingdom of God is he is at hand, is you know He's come, He's He's providing access, providing that the Spirit for everything in the kingdom to flow through us and in us and be part of and us to be a living part of that kingdom. What He's saying is, kingdom is the domain of the King, mm-hmm. which the ownership of the King. And as a blood bought child of God, you no longer belong to yourself. You belong yeah. to the King. You belong to Jesus Christ. So you are. That kingdom, not yeah. that we are 
a literal physical kingdom, but we are bought with a price. And it's the it's the Godhead at work. You know what I mean? Because like the, I, we talked about before, I've explained a little bit how electricity to me is how I understand it. You you cannot have salvation. You cannot have redemption. You cannot have any of that without all three of them. So then you have God the Father, who in eternity past, whatever, who who established this. You had to have the Son come and pay the price for the sin. Someone had to die, right? That for Without blood, there is no remission of sin. That's right. And it says that no man could do it. Even if we died 10,000 times a day, it would never pay the, the sin. So here comes the Son. While he's here, he's teaching, but he says, don't worry. While I'm teaching, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go back and send you the real teacher, mm-hmm. which is the guarantee. And so you see this, the, the mystery of the Godhead being revealed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really even describe it. Let me, let, me, let me work on the word mystery for a second because there is a concept of mystery that this is not. Okay, so And that would be this, th- that which is unknowable. Yeah. And a lot of people think about a mystery as an unknowable, secret understanding. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of religions, ancient religions and modern day re- religiosity is based on this concept. You can't really understand all this stuff unless you're the super elect, hyper spiritual person. <laughs> and then you get to figure out these mysteries. And that really separates <clears throat> and segregates the really spiritual from the wannabes. That is not Christianity. And that is not the mystery concept this is talking about. And when Paul talks about mysteries, or this word is used right here in Mark, it's really referring to that what you didn't understand before has now been given to you. Yes. Right? And we're talking about the person of Christ and that relationship and what that makes us become. And the reality of all that is you didn't get it before. Right. It was veiled. We can go to some scripture on that. Yeah, come Man. on. But, but now that veil is taken away, and you have been given the gift of understanding, and that mystery is no longer a mystery. Now it's yours. That's the whole thing. God gave them the law in the Old Testament, which the law was pointing towards Christ, but they started worshiping the law. Yep. Mm-hmm. Missed the point altogether. Missed the point altogether. The veil... The Holy of Holies was kept separate. It was a mystery mm-hmm. that no one else was allowed. Yep. Except for the high priest each year, one time a year. And he didn't even want to be in there. No. He was trying to get <laughs> no. in and out. He had a rope tied around he his waist with bells there, on right? his hems. Yeah. And he's like throwing blood on it and leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Quick. Yes. And that's the whole thing is that that mystery has now been revealed because the veil was torn from the yeah. very top to the very bottom. Good. And now we all with unveiled faces. Are looking in a mirror, beholding from glory to glory. Let me make that's good stuff. That's almost like Word of God or something. That's a, it is the Word of God. It's Let me make a couple of points on this <laughs> verse, and then we'll move to the next verse. I wrote these few things down uh, just to clarify a few things that have been very well illustrated. Number one, the mysteries of God are first mysteries to the ungodly. Mm-hmm. If you're not saved, it will always be a mystery to you in that condition. Period. Point blank. Do not. Pass go, do not collect $200. Even if you know the law. Even if you know the law. Even if you've memorized the Bible. Yes. There's a lot of atheists. Don't believe there is a God. Know more about the chapter and verse than some Christians do. Absolutely. But they do not have a clue about the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have an atheist. Because you, don't you can't. You don't get the mysteries of the kingdom, <laughs> right? You don't get the mysteries of the kingdom if you are in the uh, classification of the ungodly. Number two, the mysteries of the kingdom are impossible to interpret with the human mind. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. 
The mysteries of the kingdom are even impossible to, ter- to interpret even just because you're saved. Because mm-hmm. it is not the man that makes this happen. Because that leads me to number three, the mysteries of the kingdom remain mysteries until they are revealed by the Holy Spirit of God, which is what we've been saying, Yes, which is what we've been illustrating. So let me give you some scripture for that. John Mm. 16, 12 through 14. This Mm. is the words of Jesus, and this makes it oh so clear. Here he goes. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will speak on, uh, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Watch this. He will glorify me, Jesus says, speaking of the Holy Spirit. He will take what is mine, and he will declare it to you. You are not going to get the truth until the Holy Spirit reveals, revelation gives you the understanding. Right. So you've been given the gift of the mystery of the kingdom. The kingdom's been given to you if you're saved. Now the Holy Spirit will lead you moment by moment, line upon line, precept upon precept into all truth. And that's how the word of God becomes revealed to the heart of a man or a woman. Absolutely. And that to me, I think of, and I've said it a bunch of times, but when you look at the scripture it says we must be a new creation, you know, must be born again. That, that's one way that we guarantee it. That's also how the, the Lord separates for himself a people. You know what I mean? That's, the Lord said we were to be a peculiar people, those who follow him. We were to be set apart. We were to be different from the world. Mm-hmm. And so whenever these, these times come for the person that's born again, we have these, these spiritual ears, and we're, and we're seeking the Lord, and we're doing these things, and all of a sudden he reveals something to, a, if, to the Christian that means everything. Why? Because you're sitting here saying the the God of the universe literally just spoke to me and yes. I understood Him. Think about yeah. that. You know, I I, I heard what Him. An amazing I felt thought. Him. I understand it, and so that is why I no longer want to go back. That's why I don't run with uncertainty. Why? Because of those moments. Whenever I have and nothing of myself, it's that's, normally when I've been the biggest knucklehead. But that's because God on the throne is speaking to God in your. Body. Yes. Mm-hmm. God the Father is speaking one. to God the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, God the Son. And that's where the revelation comes because God is talking to God. Yeah. And no new revelation. Let me say that. A lot of people have to say, I had no a new revelation. No revelation. such thing. No. They ah. reveals this. He reveals what's already been given. What kind of Not doctrine any of is us that? saying so, that, but there are some who will say, oh, you had revelation. Right. Not what you're saying. No. God told me something nobody's ever heard before. Yeah. Ah. No. <laughs> he just told you finally for the first time. You just finally got something. <laughs> right. All right. So this is the man of God, woman of God that has received the mystery of the kingdom and is hearing in, in, the revelation of of the word, the teaching is becoming real living word in your life. Hey, let's you, let's look at the other end of the spectrum as we continue this verse. So go back. I'm going to read verse um, 11 and then go into verse 12. It says and and he said to them, "To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God." And we'll continue verse 11. But to those who are outside, mm-hmm. okay, it's a different group of people than he's talking to right now. All things come in parables. Who are the people on the outside? Let's just get the unbelievers. Unbelievers. Um, Condemned. Yeah. Specifically unbelievers. Uh, well, I'm going to say generally unbelievers. Specifically, I think he's. we'll see with verse 12, he's really pointing to um, a specific class of unbelievers, uh, those that are rejecting the truth that's been offered to them. Mm-hmm. Because here's why I think that that's true. Verse 12. So that, Jesus goes on to say, 
He's quoting Isaiah right here. Seeing they may see and not perceive. Mm. Hearing they may hear and not understand. Right. Lest they should turn and their sin be forgiven them. So you've got the group of people that have ears to hear. And because of that, as they are seeking, the Spirit is revealing the Word of God to their lives. And they're changing and becoming more like Jesus. As sanctification's happening. Then you have people that are on the outside. I think there's a, two different groups of people on the outside, okay? So let's be fair to the people on the outside. Because I'd rather be in one of these two groups than the other. I don't want to be in either. But if I had to pick one, there's a group on the outside that are on the outside just because they're ignorant of the word of Jesus. There's people that even in the area of the America we live in, which blows my mind, that have never been in a church, never opened a Bible, never heard about Jesus Christ. Right. That's true. I was in Atlanta eating one day. Atlanta, Texas has a massive billboard that says, One City Under God. I asked a man while we were eating lunch, I said, can I pray for you? He didn't know what it meant to pray. And he was dead serious. He said, what do you mean? I was like, can I pray for you? And he said, I don't, he said, I don't understand. I was like, I, so I asked him, I said, you don't know what praying is? He said, no. In court, like at that moment, I, I, it was so simple. I was a horrible teacher at that moment because I was so caught off guard. Sure. Because how many times you go to someone, can I pray for you? Yes, please. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So for someone to say, what is it? It's, what do you mean? So that <laughs> is a that is a class of unbeliever mm-hmm. just doesn't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's this other group that Jesus is really referring to specifically with verse 12. And they are those that have been presented with truth Mm-hmm. on some level and sometimes very specific level and they know this is the way they understand it there are those that have been raised in and around the gospel of jesus christ and church and the bible and they had the grandparents or the parents or whatever and they know what they have been told but they willfully refuse and reject they don't have ears to hear not because they haven't had access and opportunity They don't have ears to hear because they have chosen no. Mm -hmm. That's why he says, seeing, they see, but they don't perceive because they have chosen to refuse to have the gospel of Jesus Christ accepted. They don't refuse to accept it. So they hear, they have ears, but they're not ears of the spirit. They have rejected that opportunity. And really, I think he's hearkening back to a group of these Pharisees we talked about not too long ago that even we're at this point of willful rejection of what they knew was true about Christ. Right. We talked about this a few minutes ago. They had the law. They, <laughs> reci- they could recite it. They had prophets. They could recite it. They, they memorized it from childhood. Nicodemus told Jesus. Nicodemus made it We very know you clear. are of God. No one else could do this unless he was of God. Right. So not only did they have all this knowledge base, <laughs> yes. but they had the person of Christ working yes. countless miracles, preaching and teaching right in front of them. They had all the knowledge in one hand, all the experience of what they were seeing and hearing on the other hand, and they refused. Not only that, they willfully chose to, to give, give their life to it. Say it again. Not only that, they chose to give the credit to Satan. Sure. <laughs> that's how and blaspheme were, the Holy Spirit. That's how willful they were shaking so. their fist at God. Yeah. Yep. That concept to, used to be hard for me to understand, to, to truly reject the truth of, of, I guess you could say this is help. And this, the analogy that I saw in person, uh, it may be a little bit watered down or not watered down. It's not nearly as impactful as this. But I can remember a time whenever I was at work 
And a guy, we were walking off through a little old, you know, creek bottom, whatever, and he, he fell, and he was in a bunch of thorns and brush. Just, it may have a steep terrain. Well, I was I've been there solid, before. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was solid where I could grab him. And I said, hey, let me help you. But he's just an old, like me, just a hard-headed knucklehead. And he just, he said no. <laughs> I, and I literally, all I had to do was grab him, and I could help him up. That is it. He would not. He he fumbled and fell all the way back down into the bottom of the creek bottom until he finally got back up and come could come out. And I'm thinking, I literally right here, but he would not accept. Will you take Man, that to the spiritual state? How real of, is that yeah. of Christ who is sitting here? I mean, he is saying, "I am the way," and people mm-hmm. say, "No." Well, that is an yeah. excellent example. You know, I don't want. And you're <laughs> right. thinking, yeah, God. You know, the Bible speaks in Revelation about a people that know that the wrath that's being poured out is coming from God, and, and, and they, they know it to the point yeah. that instead of, of saying, okay, okay, I submit, they would rather run under the mountains and say, fall on us so we don't have to, you know, admit that there's a God. Is that where they still curse? Like they yes. They, they, they get they, madder. They get, they get, they grit. <laughs> is that a word? It's almost like they grit their teeth and <laughs> shake their fists and say, we will not bow, even though we know right. it's you. Mm. And we know it's our fault. Israel did that to <clears throat> Jeremiah. And over and over. Several times. So Lucifer. He would, he would keep telling them and telling them and telling them what's coming. If you don't do this, defeated. God's going to do this. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, talk to your God for us and, and, and tell us what we need to do and we'll do it. And then he would tell them and one, one would stand up and convince the people that, no, he ain't telling you something from God. He's telling you something that's from this other thing over here. Don't follow that. Don't listen to that. <laughs> so they'd go off this other way. And sure enough, here comes calamity, bondage, destruction, captivity mm. over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And how many times have we mm-hmm. in times past been victim of the same thing? Yeah. Until he opened our eyes, opened our ears. We started hearing desiring who he is, the relationship and he started saying, okay, now let me take and show you what this puzzle is going to look like piece by piece as I put it together. And that's your life. That's the picture of him being revealed little by little in yeah. our lives. We have to make a choice. Everybody has to come to a place where you choose. You, here's what I want somebody to hear. You have listened to this whole show. And God has said, I'm telling you, mm. this is for you. You have rejected. You have turned away. You have run. You have had the opportunity after opportunity. Mm-hmm. And here are five guys saying to you uh, via the Holy Spirit, listen. Hey, my aunt, she uh, she gave a testimony. My mom told me about it, but uh, she said she grew up with a church family, you know, and just didn't want it. You know, she uh, grew up in the 80s, you know, and just big hair metal bands, loved them, rock and roll and all that stuff. And she says she could remember whenever she would go to church or going to people's houses, she could remember the Holy Spirit pulling on her. She, <laughs> she said she would refuse it. You know, she was, and she said there'd be nights she couldn't sleep or whatever, you know, and she just wouldn't do it until one night, I want to say she was around 20 or 21, and she said that she literally could see the shining glory, and she heard an audible voice tell her, this is your last shot. Mm. Mm. And she did, she broke. And, oh. and I sit there and think about, you know, I mean. The Lord, I thought you were going to say something else, but she, she turned to the Lord yes, at that no, point. Yes, yeah. no, man, I tell you, she's been a great example in my life. I remember watching her with her kid, just, I mean, a, a true, powerful woman of God. But that moment, what you're saying of how this could go all the kinds of places, there will come a point where the Lord will tell you, hey, Pharaoh yeah. hardened his heart, Pharaoh hardened his heart, Pharaoh hardened his heart, God hardened his heart. Yeah. You know, but then what a good God that he also told her, look. Yeah. You don't have to be that way, but 
C.S. Yeah. Lewis, the mercy. C.S. Lewis said it like this, and, and we'll close with this. And you know, next next week, uh, we're going to open up this parable with all this as a backdrop. The importance of teaching. How do you receive real teaching from the Lord? The Holy Spirit's working that versus the person and these three souls out of the four that would refuse the seed or reject that for whatever reason and different reasons. C.S. Lewis said this to your, to what you're saying about your aunt. He said. There's coming a day where one of two things will take place. And this is very paraphrased, but, but it's, it's the point he was making. One of two things will happen. Number one, either we will have a place in our life or a time in our life where we look at God and we say, okay, thy will be done. If we refuse to do that, then there will be a day when God finally looks at us and says, fine, mm. then thy will be done. Mm. Yep. And, and, and your aunt had come to that place where it yeah. was like, Either you or me are going to give in right here. And, and when God finally gives in to our will, uh, you did not win. Mm. <laughs> That's eternal damnation. You're done. It is on the other side That's of that. That's where the American gospel of live your best life now will come into play because at that moment, this is your best yeah, life. Yeah, this is as good as it's going to get. This is the hey, best you'll see. I don't know if, any, if you're convicted by it. Let's end <laughs> with a word of prayer for yeah. those that are in a place where God is saying, it's either you or me who's going to give in right here. You don't want to be the one that God finally says, all right, fine, then your will is what will happen. Uh, there's eternal damnation in, 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 in your future if that's you. You don't have to do that. That's why you're in this moment. Yeah. Because he's brought you to the altar one more time. Will you give your life to him? Heavenly Father, for the one that's watching, listening, and this has been for them, and they know it. They're just like Heston said about his aunt. They're feeling that in their in, in their in their heart. They're just feeling the pulling, the longing to give in. And there's a rebelling spirit that that is fighting against that. Lord, we thank you for the love you've poured out on that person yes, to bring them to that you, place. Lord, thank you Lord I just pray. I know you can't pull them over the finish line. They've got to choose you. But Heavenly Father, the grace that you poured out, the mercy you poured out to bring all of us to that place where we gave in to you. Lord, it wasn't on us. It wasn't us that did it. Mm. You are the one that made this possible. Yes. You are the one that was willing to stand up in front of us at some point in our life and say, listen. Mm. Mm. Thank you, listen. Jesus. And uh, Father, yes. we just thank you that somebody out there is giving their heart and life to you. In this moment, they have yielded over to you. Uh, that fight, and, and they've allowed you to become the Lord of their life. For that person, we would say with all the love in our heart, your job now is keep seeking the truth. Amen. Yes.